0: You guys ready to talk elections?
1: What a great topic, yeah. Uh, Republicans didn't win enough, Democrats didn't lose as much, it was a strange night, it's not often you hear someone excitedly say, it's okay, we only lost the house. (laughs) Ah, but it's not over yet, I'll tell you that much. You know, it's all over except the counting, which is where you really gotta put an eagle eye on certain people, don't you? Maybe surveillance cameras. Have they blocked up any windows this year where people were counting the votes because they have a history of doing that? You know, the Democrats. They, uh, Their goal is to win by any means necessary, by hook or by crook. Hammer and sickle. Isn't supposed to be hammer and tong? Well, it's been updated for today's Democrat Party. Well, well, well! Happy Thursday to you, and uh, and welcome. We uh, we have uh, a uh, gosh, uh, once again, a bevy of bathing beauties uh, for you. Uh, extraordinary stuff going on. the uh, The race uh, is uh, still ongoing for control of the House of Representatives and for the Senate, uh, the two houses of Congress, the upper house and the lower house, and uh, the. The Republicans uh, are on track, as I was uh, saying yesterday and on uh, departure. You know, the Republicans will, uh, barring some really extraordinary uh, third world episode spasm of some kind, the Republicans will definitely control the House of Representatives. They uh, haven't gotten there quite yet because there is still 44, 44 House of Representative seats where they're still counting the ballots because... You know, it takes them a long time sometimes. We put dumb people in charge in a lot of places, and, and in some places we put corrupt people in charge. When I say me, we, I mean the American people. Uh, and and uh, I, I don't know. I haven't seen anybody break down uh, how many of these 44 uncalled races are Democrat-controlled jurisdictions, districts, uh, and how many are Republican controlled but I'd be interested in seeing that number. 44 races remain undecided this Thursday and um, the Republicans currently have secured 207 seats, 207 House seats. They need 218 to control the House of Representatives. 44 races still uncalled. okay the uh, again the Republicans have 207 seats secured the Democrats only 184. They need 218. The Republicans need 218. That means the Democrats are much farther away from securing control of the House of Representatives than are the Republicans. In the Senate, we still haven't decided that either. There are three races because the, 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 uh, the Republicans have secured 49 of those seats. Now, they had 50 of those seats. So it was a 50-50 split. Before right, and uh, as we're still doing our gazintas around the country, uh, the uh, Republicans have have uh, uh, held on so far to 49 of those 50 seats that they controlled in the last uh, session of Congress. The Democrats have 48, and uh, that means if you're doing your gazintas like a good Jethro Bodine, then you uh, see that there are three races outstanding. One of them, of course, is the Herschel Walker-Raphael Warnick race in uh, Georgia. And uh, then there are the races uh, also in Nevada and Arizona. Arizona, they're still counting hundreds of thousands of votes, Uh, more than a half million votes still outstanding because, I don't know, we had problems with Arizona and Nevada last time around too, didn't we? Yes, we did. We had problems with Nevada and Arizona last time around. And in Georgia, you know, they have that election denier, uh, Stacey A- Abrams. And uh, she's, uh, she's um, you know, uh, has been, uh, uh, she should be. But she'll fail up because that's what Democrats do. They'll probably run her for president or make her secretary of stupid or something like that. She could be secretary of denial, of election denial. Uh, they need one of those, I think, don't they? they got so many election deniers in the Democrat Party. Far more election diners in the Democrat Party than there are in the Republican. And we're only uh, taking issue with one election cycle. They take issue with practically every election cycle, and they wage jihad. They, I think, you know, remember that guy that set himself on fire in front of the Supreme Court? Um, well, that wasn't about elections, uh, you know, but that was a Democrat. That's all. I just wanted to bring it up. And uh, he killed himself by setting himself on fire because he cares very much about uh, people putting smoke in the air. He doesn't like them to do that, <laughs> and he said, "But, but I digress." So, uh, 49 to 48 right now. Three races still to be decided. So, if the Nevada and Arizona Senate races go the Republicans' way, then they have 51. See how that works, and they control the Senate. Uh, the Democrats uh, again—they're out there with uh, pickaxes and Molotov cocktails. Well, not yet, but uh, you know that is their that is their habit. Also in Arizona, we have the Kerry uh, Lake, the Kerry Lake race still ongoing. They're still counting votes there. 650,000 votes still outstanding in that race for uh, governor in the state of Arizona. And Kerry Lake, who is just great, she was on the television last night with Tucker Carlson. And she is just so strong. She's so great, which is why the media is going crazy and they need to destroy her. Um, Also, Newt Gingrich was on the radio this morning on WMAL Radio in Washington, D.C., my mothership station. And Newt Gingrich said that uh, he'd he'd like to see, and this is, uh, uh, you know, common sense genius, of course. He'd like to see uh, President Trump uh, and Governor DeSantis and Governor Kemp all get together and rally for Herschel Walker because the control of the Senate could swing on whether herschel walker takes that race from rafael warnock who ran the uh, camp where they abused the children and he ran over his wife's foot and he uh, loves communism and communist cuba and fidel castro not a good man even the washington post wrote a story two years ago saying that rafael warnock might be too extreme for georgia and they stopped talking about that because we got that going. So we've got, uh, we've got lots of election stuff for you. I have newspapers in front of me. Uh, the Washington Post banner headline, GOP's hopes of a red wave crash down, they say in a celebratory tone with a map of the United States here. After fall of Roe, abortion rights advocates secure wins with voters. Gosh, they love abortion, don't they? And the Washington Times Uh, One of the good newspapers in Washington, D.C., along with the Washington Examiner, the Washington Free Beacon, the Washington Post, that's what I say to them. The Washington Times banner headline, Republicans wonder what happened to Tide. What happened to Tide? This is not a college football reference either. Some blame Trump for putting control of Congress in question. And Biden sees result as support for his policies. But that's because his brain is no good. His brain, it's a broke, she's a no good. But uh, he had a, he had a, an actual press conference yesterday, I think. Uh, Dr. Jill, who's not a doctor, must have fed him an extra dose of Prevagen. Because yesterday he was out there and he was taking, of course, they gave him the list of questions. They, and the people to call on and what order in, in which he should call on them. Because he doesn't know who those people are in that room and he doesn't know what uh, who to call on. So it was another... It's just a terrible television show. But we got uh, we got that going. So Republicans wonder what happened to Tide, the conservative Washington Times, the radical left-wing extremist Washington Post. It's a front for terror groups. GOP's hopes of a red wave crash down. Crash down. See, it's uh, like a wave that uh, crashes down. I, uh, there is a kind of a funny uh, story related to the dirty, rotten, corrupt Washington Post. And that is that Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Redskins, sometimes called the Washington Commanders. Dan Snyder, uh, the other, because, you know, there are all these stories flying around that the, the football team is for sale, the NFL franchise is for sale. Dan Snyder doesn't want to sell it. Uh, and, and the latest rumor is that Jeff Bezos, the billionaire owner of the Washington Post and Amazon, uh, would uh, like to buy the Washington football team um, that is the Redskins aka the commanders and uh, Dan Snyder put it out there that he will not sell the team to Jeff Bezos owner of the Washington Post because he has such a fiery and intense intense dislike for the Washington Post and and that is I got to say, uh, you know, Dan Snyder doesn't always get good PR, but I'm with him on this one. On, on this one, I, I, you know, Jeff Bezos could buy it for whatever amount of money, like some people buy a suit. Uh, I think I'll buy the Washington Redskins. He, he'd probably change the name to the Bezos or uh, something. The skinheads. He's a bit of a skinhead, isn't he? The, uh, the evil, the Dr. Evil owner of the Washington Post. So in any case, I, I think that uh, Dan Snyder gets points for that. He won't sell to Jeff Bezos because uh, he hates the Washington Post. And that's pretty good. I think that's good. Now, with that said, there is uh, a lot to cover having to do with the election, as you might imagine. A great deal. Um, Biden accuses the GOP of rooting for recession, uh, which because uh, he, he lies every time he talks. And he, uh, yesterday he trotted out the lie about Senator Johnson. Senator Johnson, in Ron Johnson in Wisconsin, won his race. I shared with you yesterday that he had declared victory, and the news media was upset because they said, wait a minute, none of the news organizations have called the race for Johnson. He can't just call it for himself because he won and it's over, Uh, but he won. So Joe Biden was back to lying about him and slandering him again last night, saying that he wants to cancel Social Security. And uh, Ron Johnson was out last night saying, what a liar Joe Biden is because he's a liar. And, uh, boy, oh, boy, amazing. By the way, uh, African-American unemployment is 84% higher than white unemployment. And that's because Joe Biden and the Democrats are on your side. That's that's what happens. And uh, Biden's claim that Republicans are threatening democracy is a uh, criticism of the American people, says J.D. Vance. And uh, of course it is. That's their Smith. It's, I was talking about this yesterday. My friend Vince Collins, my friend Vince Colonnais was talking about it a couple of days ago, saying that the uh, Democrats have now. They don't just attack their political rivals. They attack the people, the voters, by the tens or hundreds of millions, and they smear and slander them, and then they get back to harvesting the organs of babies and. And burning churches. Oh, I got another story on the Democrat burning churches in Mississippi. It's Mississippi burning. Interestingly, it's not in the Washington Post. They have no coverage of this. And uh, the Grio, the uh, radical racist uh, publication, the Grio. April Ryan works for them now. Uh, it's amazing. She's had like 23 jobs in the last two years with different outfits. She was at the White House yesterday. She's a reporter I'm making quotation marks with my fingers. But they have an amazing story. It's terrorism. It's, de- it's designed to suppress the vote. On Election Day, burning churches in Mississippi and a historically black college and university is either one or the other, but they like to say HBCU. And so uh, the arsonist attacked uh, HBCU, a uh, historically black college, and uh, burned churches, uh, one of them completely to the ground, and, and uh, burned seven things. Uh, early morning election day and it was terrorism and designed to suppress the vote the democrats said and then they arrested a black guy and they said like emily latella um never mind and they walked away and the news media doesn't cover it because it doesn't fit the democratic party's vicious vindictive slanderous narrative of good people you know how that goes so wah 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 uh amazing stuff uh, also um, uh, The question from a fake reporter at the uh, Joe Biden press conference yesterday, whether Elon Musk is a threat to national security threat. He should probably they should have the FBI do a pre-dawn raid with battering rams like they did that Catholic guy's house because he's pro-life and uh, they should shoot his dog elon musk's dog if they have a dog because you know the fbi the fascist bureau of intimidation we have those t-shirts at the chris plant store the fascist bureau of intimidation now they're just a uh, an armed tool of the democrat party which is uh, pretty crazy i gotta say is that uh, the way that mussolini described fascism or is that it's a little more complicated than that and he says that He plans to run in 2024, Joe Biden. The Washington Post says that he's encouraged by the results of yesterday's midterm elections. Also, Max Frost and the Troopers. Anybody know Max Frost and the Troopers? I've got an update on Max Frost and the Troopers from, you know, the movie Wild in the Streets. It's uh, Christopher Jones, great stuff. Uh, John Fetterman for president. The news media is already campaigning for him because they're mental. Can you say they're mental? Uh, Democrat meddling in GOP primaries. Uh, also in the MSDNC, they, they provided us with a lot of crazy today, including an incredible graphic they used uh, about gerrymandering in Wisconsin. These are not bright people. Uh, speaking of Hillary Clinton, she weighed in also. We have, we have that for you waking up again face down in a pool of her own vomit. Uh, President Trump, a lot of a uh, lot of controversy, surprise surprise surrounding President Trump. We are at 888-630-9625. There's only one, Chris Plant, the Chris Plant show. Hey, it's Chris Plant inviting you on our 2023 Sea Cruise. Next June, we'll be headed to the beautiful Mediterranean sailing from Barcelona to Portugal with stops in Ibiza, Casablanca and more. For details, visit ChrisPlantCruise.com All right. um, We have a lot of great audio sound bites for you and And also large numbers of Latino voters support Republicans. Big numbers there. It's about time. And uh, with that, let's go to the telephones, Michael. Let's go to Philip of Aragon, formerly of Arlington. Philip, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good
0: morning, Chris. Thanks for taking my call. I actually, in retrospect, am not feeling bad. I'm actually feeling pretty good about the results of the election. And here's why. Given the total information dominance of the left, to include alignment of the media, academia, big tech. The fact that the Republicans are gaining in the House, may retake the Senate, have taken governorships, I'm feeling pretty good because something's working. Not everything, but something's working. And that's got to be analyzed in the, in the postmortem of this election. Conservative think tanks going forward now have to make the liberals own everything that goes wrong. Every rape, every pushing of somebody off a subway, Every gang shooting in Chicago, that's now on the liberals, and that's on the voters themselves. Yes, the voters themselves, because they are voting for this stuff. Chris, conservative think tanks have also got to use their millions and start analyzing the hypocrisy of putting Biden and Fetterman in office while excoriating Trump at everything. How many times do they call for a mental health evaluation of Trump? He got one. How many times they call for the 25th Amendment? Well, I want us to hear audio of all that stuff. I want to hear it back-to-back. And they also own Fetterman. Because remember that poor reporter talked about having a conversation? She was savage by the media. Well, guess what? Every time Fetterman stumps, screws up, that's on the media. Finally, Chris, the committees, when they're seated, have got to be unleashed. The House committees have got to go hard and fast and furious. That's it, Chris. That's what I'm thinking.
1: Very, very good. Uh, you were uh, you were ready. and uh, And you're right about everything, of course, and the Senate – uh, which is, uh, it's still unclear which way it's going to go. There are three races that will determine, but the, uh, the Republicans win two of them, and they have control of the Senate. Uh, they win one of them, and it's a 50-50 split again, which is status quo. But you really need, uh, uh, the Republicans need to get two of those seats at least, if not all three of the Senate seats because you want those committees to be uh, to be unleashed also. Joe Biden was asked yesterday about his son Hunter being investigated by Congress. He had a, a typical and classic Joe Biden response, and we have that for you. Philip, thanks for getting us going this morning.
0: This is The Chris Plant Show.
1: What do we want? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, we, we want to get to run a uh, McDaniel, I think. Let's go to her. The, uh, look, Philip called in on an optimistic note, and fairly so. Now, I mean, again, the headlines are not wrong. And, and Newt Gingrich this morning on WMAL in Washington saying that he is, uh, after these midterm elections, going to have to rethink everything he knows about politics. That's kind of a big deal. He uh, also, this is very important, I think, Newt Gingrich is a very smart man, said that he wants to see Ron DeSantis and Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, and Donald Trump get together to support Herschel Walker because on December 6th, the day before Pearl Harbor Day, uh, they're going to have a runoff election in Georgia, and the Democrats are going to throw hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars at it And, of course, they have the entire media establishment already uh, going whole hog after Herschel Walker because they're such racists. Uh, But the GOP's hopes of a red wave crash down, Washington Post and the Washington Times. Republicans wonder what happened to Tide. Now, the the other side of the coin is, hey, you know, it's uh, not a landslide, although that would have been a lot better for America and for everyone. And. For the Republicans, and there's a lot of finger pointing going on, and and uh, some of it, at least, is at is at President Trump. Some of it is at uh, some of it, is at the uh, Republican National Committee and uh, Ronna McDaniel. Let's go to to uh, Ronna here with the soundbite. She summed it up this way. Now it's got because I was saying yesterday, it's time for change, congressional leadership, and at the RNC. And I still believe that, Um, you know, nothing against and McDaniel Romney. But but the um, here's what she said last night from the perspective of the RNC.
2: This is a good night for Republicans, and anybody saying otherwise is just wrong. When you win the game, you don't say, oh, did you win it by one point or two points? You won the game. We just won the Super Bowl last night. Nancy Pelosi will no longer have the gavel, and it will be in the hands of Kevin McCarthy, and that is good for the American people.
1: You know, she's got that giant gavel, the cartoon gavel that she walks around with, like, uh, you know, know, I'm not speaker. They just draw me that way. She's got this giant oversized toy gavel that she goes around. I hope that, you know, she, she brings it home. It uh, could lead to PTSD uh, for her husband, Paul Pelosi, because uh, still no body cam video from that. Still no 911 call. Still no U.S. Capitol Police video showing the break-in. Still a lot, a lot of unanswered questions. In fact, more questions remain unanswered in that alleged home invasion of Nancy Pelosi's multimillion-dollar mansion in uh, just one of a number of multimillion-dollar mansions in San Francisco, overlooking the city. Um, and, you know, listen, you know, is not entirely wrong. You won the game. It uh, doesn't matter by how many points, but it kind of does matter by how many points. Because if you had James Carville, radical left-wing extremist, uh, lunatic mental case, longtime Democrat political advisor. He was saying, you know, the Republicans should have picked up, what do you say, 56 or 65 seats or something like that. So the, the win was not as big as anticipated. And you want to have votes to spare. And also, you want to leave the Democrats in despair for having been trounced because it's a message from the American people to the Democrat Party that their agenda is off the rails and that the American people don't support it at all. So that matters, right? So it does matter whether you win by one point, by one seat in the House, by one seat in the Senate. It, it does matter. Uh, you need a couple of votes to spare. Look, the Democrats in a 50-50 split. Joe Manchin had the world by the tail, right? And Senator Sinema, you know, any one of them can say, uh, I don't think I'm for that, and change the direction of the party. So... Uh, Kristen or Kirsten Cinema, whichever one she is, and, and uh, Joe Manchin from West Virginia. they had the Democrat Party by um, I'll just say by the neck, by the scruff of the neck, because they had no room for error, no margin of any kind, a 50/50 split in the Senate, right? So of course you want to have votes to spare in the Senate and in the House. And if you have 30 votes to spare in the House, which it would be nice if they had, and they're not going to have. Uh, they'll have a majority, and it's true. Nanny Pelosi won't be the speaker. And she's going to go home and intimidate her husband with that giant oversized hammer. And uh, Sorry, gavel. And here is uh, here's Ronna McDaniel.
2: Republican governors were overwhelmingly reelected last night because of what they did in the pandemic because we did have a message we kept our schools open we kept our economies humming and from Florida to Ohio to Iowa across the board we didn't lose a single Republican governorship and the wave did happen because we are waving goodbye to speaker Nancy Pelosi
1: that's fair enough Uh, that's fair enough but still more is better in politics and having extra change in your pocket. That is to say that, um, you know, that there are, uh, <laughs> that there are uh, reasons to have extra votes, votes to spare, because you want to get things through. You've got to have people on committees and people investigating. And, and uh, the media is already very upset that the Republicans, being in control of the House and potentially the Senate, uh, investigating the Biden family's notorious corruption that the news media has actively covered up for years now, literally for years now, um, that they're going to, that the this is how, you know, what do they say when they're burning police cars? This is what democracy looks like. They like to chant this is what democracy looks like. Oh, shut up. Stop looting and burning. We'll get back to the church burner, the latest Democrat church burner shortly. But uh, since that uh, uh, good old Ronna just, uh, just said that about the you know, the governors, and and there is vindication. The Rasmussen reports. Scott Rasmussen's number of the day for November 10th, 2022. That's today. And here's the Rasmussen number of the day for today. I didn't even know he did a number of the day, but now I know. 48% of us, 48% of American voters said that looking back, many states and cities overreacted to the coronavirus pandemic in ways that did more harm than good. A Scott Rasmussen national survey found that 35% say that they did not overreact. 17% were confused. Survey also found that 51% of voters think that in retrospect, most public schools remain closed for too long. That uh, 51% is a majority for Democrats listening along. And, uh, you know, that looking back, did many cities and states overreact to the coronavirus pandemic in ways that did more harm than good? And 48 percent said yes, 35 percent said no, uh, plurality, win that one again. So, um, you know, the Democrats, they just love uh, what is the uh, wonderful saying? Democrats don't care what you do as long as it's mandatory and what they do not want to mandate. They want to ban what they do not want to ban. They want to mandate. Also, the Democrats, uh, represented here by the media, and Katie Turd. You know Katie Turd? And and who was there? Th- these people are just insane at MSDNC, and they pay these people lots of money to go on television and smile like loons in a bus stop and say the craziest things. Now, John Fetterman, you know him, he's apparently coming to the United States Senate. With that thing and the, you know, the race was neck and neck and neck for quite a while there. And he's going to, you know, the hoodie on the Senate floor with the tattoos and the trust fund. And he's, I, 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 I think this is true. I, I heard that uh, word on the street is, that's they like to say word on the street, word on the street is that Fetterman's office, his Senate office, is going to be in a bell tower. That way he can swing back and forth on the bells and go, (laughs) he's like the Charles Lawton of the Senate. I like to go with the uh, old classic hunchback of Notre Dame reference. Let's go to uh, Katie Turd, who thinks that John Fetterman is the bee's knees I think she really wants to date him. Katie Tur, MSDNC.
2: Fetterman, as a nominee at some point for president, um, I know there's some variables, obviously. <laughs> just but a few. Yeah, just a few. But <laughs> I just, so you know, it, it, what he did in the in the super red, deep red parts of Pennsylvania and the way that he ran ahead of Biden, as you were saying, ran ahead of Trump, I mean, it just makes it makes you wonder about yeah, his it does. future.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I... I, I <laughs> that was Michael Steele uh, sputtering and batting his eyes and uh said, I, 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 how am I supposed to, uh, it, uh, you know, maybe uh, president. Thinking president for Fed- President Fetterman. We could put a bell tower in the White House, too. He could sleep up there and wait for Esmeralda to come by. Honestly, this guy. And then on uh, MSDNC, they had a person that they call an expert. His name is Ben Collins. He's a radical extremist leftist who hates America and capitalism and motherhood. And, uh, and he hates apple pie. Here is uh, Ben Collins on MSDNC on those terrible, awful Trump voters.
0: The people who planned the insurrection still have their form. And they gave up on democracy a long time ago. And they, by the way, we should have factored this in a little bit more before, the, before people started voting, I think. There is a large section of the Trump base that simply does not want to vote anymore. They just want to get violent.
1: Um, and maybe those people didn't show up. Ben Collins, it's good to have you on, um, the expert on all of this. Ben Collins, good to have you on, the expert on all of this. on the expert. You guys do recall that you burned cities from coast to coast and looted and sacked and attacked police stations for weeks, attacked a courthouse for months, in Portland, that you injured thousands of police officers, perpetrated literally billions of dollars in damage, that uh, three months, barely, not even three months, after January 6th, January 6th, you had a racist suicide attacker murder a U.S. Capitol police officer and severely wound another. His name was William Evans. Say his name, you bunch of suicide-attacking, looting, arsonist, murderer, lunatics, Good Lord. And that's, I'm sorry, where was the, there? Was there a lot of uh, violence? They gave up, these Trump supporters gave up on democracy long time ago. That's what he said. Well, you're the expert. Let's just go with you. Uh, that's, that's amazing. Now, I did uh, bring it because it's important. Um, on election day, Tuesday, day before yesterday, I have the radical left-wing racist outlet, the Griot, typing up the story on behalf of the Democrat Party and the Socialist Workers' Party. HBCU Jackson State, comma, churches set on fire Tuesday, semicolon. They only like their semicolons. Arson suspect arrested. This is the uh, big headline. Building on the campus of Jackson State University and multiple area churches were among seven structures set on fire early Tuesday, By a suspected arsonist, the crime ahead of Election Day, it was actually on Election Day, it was 2 o'clock in the morning, ahead of Election Day came as many residents were preparing to cast their votes. According to the Mississippi Clarion-Ledger the Fire Department in Jackson, Mississippi, remember the mayor of Jackson, Mississippi? He's an extremist who wants Jackson, Mississippi to be the most radical city on the planet. The uh, fire department in Jackson, Mississippi, spent most of the day conducting investigations into seven fires that occurred overnight, not far from the HBCU. It's a historically black college and or university. Uh, The guy arrested was named Devin McLaurin or Delvin McLaurin, depending on which story you're reading. So the fires broke out at two historic local churches, Greater Bethlehem Temple Church and, and Epiphany Lutheran Church. Uh, and a uh, private covering for the baseball field at Jackson State, which is a historically black college. Jackson Mayor, who is the complete radical leftist extremist, Chuck We Lamumba, I'm sure it's his uh, real name, responded to the idea of the timing of the fires. Said they might be timed to Tuesday's midterm elections. He said it's uh, early in the investigation, uh, uh, too early to know what the motive may be. He said, you know, but it's uh, but it's Election Day because uh, and that's what we got to look at because, you know, how these things go. And then Chowanski Young, Chowanski Young, old Polish name, a Democrat candidate for Congress from District 3 issued a statement describing the uh, fires as cowardly acts carried out by terrorists looking to suppress voters. Despite the decades old intimidation tradition, he encouraged Mississippians to cast their votes. He said, This morning, several churches were burned in Jackson, Mississippi on Election Day. These cowardly actions invoke historical acts of terrorism when people were fighting for their right to vote against the Democrat Party and live peacefully. As Americans and Mississippians, we will not be deterred and we will not be intimidated. We will not allow domestic terrorists to suppress our right to vote. Just go vote. Then they arrested the black Democrat uh, who um, is now in custody. He's probably out on bail because, you know what, the, the mayor, here's the, the, the mayor, do you have this sound by of the mayor? Because the, uh, the mayor, this guy, he is... To say that he's a radical would be generous understatement, and how he was elected in, in Jackson, Mississippi, well, you know, the Democrats. But uh, here he is, Wee Antar Lumumba.
0: What happens in Jackson, Mississippi, impacts each and every one of us. And so we have to make the decision that we're going to start controlling the way electoral politics proceeds. And so we've made the decision that we're going to be the most radical city on the planet. That's
1: right. Going to be the most radical city on the planet. Well, you got a radical in uh, this guy. He torched your churches and your HBCU on election day. And, and you called it terrorism. And you're going to get those terrorists and the voter intimidation. And, and it turns out, uh, oh, uh, once again, never mind. Emily Latella is back again. Devin or Devlin McLaurin, uh, African-American, uh, not wearing a Trump hat. No, it's, uh, he tried. It was a burning of the Reichstag moment. He assumed correctly that uh, conservatives, Republicans, would be lame. You know, they, they the Democrats burned a couple of churches in North Carolina, a couple of churches in Maryland. They've been torching pro-life centers across the country with Molotov cocktails. but. But those Republicans have given up on democracy, and they only want violence. That's uh, that's it. Ask all the the cops you've injured and the cops you've assassinated in suicide attacks.
2: Oh, that's very different. Never mind.
0: You're listening to the Chris Plant Show.
1: Quasimodo for president. His office is in a bell tower. Let's go to the phones, Michael. Let's go to Robert calling from Waldorf, Maryland. Roberto, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. Morning.
2: We're sitting here listening and talking about the Republicans and everybody wants to blame Trump for this, that, and the other thing. What wizard of smart named Lindsey Graham would bring up an abortion bill where he wants to uh, make abortion illegal across the country in the middle of an election. then you've got Mitch McConnell Mitch McConnell pulls money out of um, New Hampshire for the governor 's race. I believe it was sends it to Lisa Murkowski in Alaska, so you know she 'll vote for him to keep him as you know m- majority leader then you've got look. Two hundred fifty thousand, two hundred fifty thousand um, absentee ballots in Pennsylvania are sent out with no names, no no ID, no request, and it's amazing that that Frankenstein Lurch over here wins by two hundred thousand votes. Man, it's a shocker. I'm shocked by this, Chris. How about you? I uh, the it sounds like Republican you... Party is just a waste. They are absolutely. Uh, how would you bring up an abortion bill in the middle of an election? I mean. Come on, Chris. Trump no. This ain't Trump. This is the Republican establishment. You got Carl Rove. Carl Carl Rove helps <laughs> out the Carl Rove helps out the Democrat governor candidate in Pennsylvania. That's your Republican Party.
1: Yeah, well I you know, once again you're on to them and this has been the case for decades, of course is, uh, you know, it's a team sport. You're supposed to be on Team Republican. And, and you're right about the Lindsey Graham abortion. That, that was astonishing. That was dumbfounding. Appalling.